What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for February 2nd, 2024. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Happy Groundhog's Day to everyone out there who celebrates. Hopefully, Phil... Actually, I don't know. if we, do, do we want him to see his shadow? Do we want him to not? I think it's if he does see his shadow six more weeks of winter. If he doesn't, spring is right around the corner, I think. Either way... Hopefully, everybody up there in Punxsutawney is having a great, good time today and partying down. Uh, But more on Groundhog Day in a minute. But as always, let's start with a recap of the question of the day. And yesterday, I asked you about the Philly City Connect jersey. And did you love them? Hate them? Will they grow on you? And for the most part, 75% of you said you hate them. The other 25% said maybe they'll grow on me. Nobody likes them. Nobody loves them. And Philly fans are the best. Um, Like some of the stuff you guys said was outstanding. Um, I did read this somewhere that somebody said they look like knockoff Juggalo Juggalo merchandise. Uh, They look like a shirt that's going to be a TJ Maxx where one sleeve is longer than the other. Um, And somebody added to that. Well, that's going to be key because that's where they're going to end up when nobody buys them. Somebody said they look like they should have a Tasmanian devil behind the Phillies logo. Uh, And then a Little League travel team was something that somebody else said. They're just horrible. And I get the color. And I think it's mostly the font that everybody is struggling with there. Like I said, with the color, the Eagles Frankfurt Yellow Jackets jerseys that they wore grew on me. I don't see these growing on me because of the the everybody seems to say the same thing. It's the the font, so maybe it's not too late to turn it back. Uh, I did see that the Washington Nationals are retiring their Cherry Blossom City Connect jerseys after this season. And again, this is why I love Philly fans. Somebody said, "Is it too late to retire the Phillies City Connect jerseys before we even wear them?" That pretty much sums up how you guys feel about that. As always, thank you for participating in the question of the day. We will have another question later in the show. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Jimbo underscore Mont. I'll stop bugging you if you subscribe, I promise. Also, Ella is so close. My wife forgot to take the Girl Scout cookies into work yesterday, so she's still one box short. Be the hero. Go. Click the link in the description, buy that last box, let her hit her goal. And if you want, you can't just have one because everybody in the family likes a different cookie. Buy four, put her over the top, get her some bonus points. But everything you need for the Girl Scout cookies are in the link in the description. And again, you guys are all going to buy them anyway. So why not buy them from Ella? All right. Lots to get to today. Um, Before we get into Joe... Good win for the Sixers yesterday, 127-124. Get the hell back to Philadelphia. Get off of the West Coast. Get out of there. Uh, and let's put this behind us and then kind of lick our wounds and see where we can go and what we need to do from here. Congrats to Tyrese Maxey, who was rightfully so named an all-star this year. He had 51 points last night to celebrate his first game back from injury in a couple games. So good to see him back and playing at a high level without Joe. That's sort of been his Achilles heel, so to speak, because when Joe's out, sometimes he struggles. But I don't know if just being an all-star or it's a confidence thing, but I would like to see more games like this, especially since Joe likely is going to miss – some extended time, still up in the air on how much. Uh, 
lateral meniscus tear. Uh, so, or lateral meniscus injury. It was originally reported as a tear, and then uh, I forget the one of the NBA insiders retracted his tweet. So they're he's definitely not going to play this weekend, but they're figuring out a treatment plan. And the fact that they didn't rule him out long term, I think that could be a positive there. I, I did see a couple uh, doctors who were, I guess, orthopedic surgeons or. Um, Experts basically in this say that the difference between a, a full tear and a partial tear is like three months. So if it's just and he's had meniscus uh, injuries before going into the playoffs. So the fact that this is happening early, if they're you're going to get injured, this would be the time to do it. Uh, so they can evaluate the team, see what they need to do at the trade deadline, but you can get him healthy leading up to to the playoffs. Uh, I, I, I guess they're they're figuring out a plan. The plan taking time to figure it out, that I get. I still don't understand why it took so long to get the damn MRI results. But a uh, good win for the Sixers. They went 1-4 and four on that road trip, lost Embiid. It just was, again, I hate the West Coast trips. It would have been great to watch Maxi score 51, but not in a game starting after 10 o'clock. They are back home tomorrow against the Nets. 6 p.m. tip. Hopefully, they'll get more people back. And as the weekend goes through, we'll understand more about the the injury to Joe. Uh, we do have some flyer stuff, uh, and I guess I missed this, but they did place Carter Hart on the active or the the I don't forget what they call it. But basically, it's the the non uh, roster portion of their their roster basically it'd be like the uh the pup list in the nfl uh so they did allow them to fill that roster spot uh, and then there was some talk in the news yesterday about what are they going to do and i i think personally i mean he's a restricted free agent at the end of this year i i mean he's probably done i, I mean i can't see even if he was in the, the room when all this was happening I really can't see how you can bring him back. And I honestly, I can't see how he's not going to get suspended from the NHL anyway, or at least he should be. He should be done. Put it that way. Um, so, uh, no, I mean, again, you're more concerned with the victims here and not the hockey aspect of it. But you do need, the Flyers need to continue and kind of move on and, and move forward. And the fact that he was a restricted free agent, likely, I would hope, if he's not suspended, I would hope that he's suspended and for suspended for a very long time, if not for life. But hopefully this, because I guess the comparison they were putting in, like I saw in the paper yesterday, and I, unfortunately it was my boy Marcus Hayes. But, and actually he did bring up a good point that when the Phillies brought back Odubel Herrera after his suspension for domestic violence, um, he, they caught a lot of slack for it, which, I mean, him and his girlfriend at the time both said they went to therapy, they worked through it. Um, that's a different thing than sexual assault. So it's a whole different category. So in my opinion, and it, it, it's a shame, I'm agreeing with Marcus Hayes on this, but he should be done. And I, and if he's not by the NHL, I, I really, really hope that Danny Breer and Keith Jones are like, no, 
like you that you're done as a flyer we're not going to offer you a contract or anything like that I, I pray that that's the case um but again it, the focus should be on the victims right now uh but that did it was a story that did come out yesterday so i wanted to mention it we are now less than two weeks from pitchers and catchers i think the first pre or uh, spring training game is the 24th of february so uh, a couple saturdays from now so we are close, and the Phillies, everybody, the big talk with them right now is they haven't made a big splash in free agency, and to be completely honest, I, I don't know if they need to. Yeah, they need to f- maybe fill in a piece or two here, but I, I mean, running that lineup back with Bryce being in there from the start, you have Trey Turner with his sea legs under him. I, I think those two pieces right there are going to to be the difference. Um, and pitching staff-wise, they have one of the better rotations. You're hoping that uh, Ranger can continue his growth. You're hoping that Nola and Wheeler don't necessarily have a fall-off. We talked last month about... Um, we talked mentioned Roy Holiday and we mentioned Cliff Lee and how they got old fast. Wheeler and Nola are... In, they're not to that age yet, but it did it did happen fast for them. So you hopefully to this year is not the year for them. Uh, you've got, I mean, the the bullpen. You have some some a lot of heat, and they say Corcoran is uh, really progressing well. Uh, the addition, like I think, if you can get a consistent outfield, and I don't want to turn this into a Phillies preview. I'll do that later in the month. But if you can have. A Mar- like Marsh play every day. If you can have Rojas play every day and Castellanos, that kind of strengthens your lineup and gives it consistency while also defining those roles for the guys on the bench then. So I, I think they're all right. I, I do think they're going to add a piece or two here. I don't think it's going to be anything that's like earth-shattering. But again, I don't know if they need it to because having Bryce Harper healthy to start the season and Trey Turner – not coming off of the World Baseball Classic and having a year in Philly under his belt. You saw what he did later in the season. I think they're going to be fine. And I'm a believer. You need to be a believer too. And the best way to be a believer is to go to Philly. Go get your Believe shirt. I'm still believing in the Sixers. I I don't know why. There's something special about this team. So if you buy a Believe shirt for the Phillies that they wear, you can wear it for the Sixers too. I'm telling you, you can get Jack like Johan Rojas. Uh, I'm trying to get Jack myself. The 19-inch Pythons. But go to phillygoat.com. Get your Believe shirt. Get the shoes to match then. Come on, get the Schmitties. Get, get the Fanatics. Everybody's going to be wearing these down at the shore, so don't be left out. Get your Belief shirt. Buy a pair of canvas loafers to match. phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order. That's phillygoat.com. Promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order. I'm telling you, Phil, I'm pretty sure it's you don't if he doesn't see his shadow, spring is around the corner. So hopefully he doesn't see his shadow. Order your shoes so you can wear them. Spring and summer are coming, people. We're almost to spring training baseball. The NFL season wraps up in about a week. So let's do this. Get your shoes. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery, 10% off, and you'll be good to go. <clears throat> All right, some Eagles news. Uh, Dan Quinn is the new head coach of Washington. I think that could be a good thing for the Eagles in two ways. One, the fact that Dallas is going to – they got to try to find a new defensive coordinator now, so their defense might take a step back. 
And two, Dan Quinn is not a needle mover as far as a, a coach for me. Yeah, he did a decent job in Atlanta, but he had Matt Ryan. There's no Matt Ryan down in um, in Washington, and I don't know. Like, I don't think um, Sam Howell is Matt Ryan, so it might might take him a while to turn that around. And also, too, I can't like I would not be happy about hiring a guy who blew and had the biggest choke job in Super Bowl history. Uh, not sure I want him as my head coach. So yeah, by all means, go to Washington, have fun. Um, and I, I don't. And the fact that he wasn't even their top choice, he was a oh shit. Uh, the I forget the offensive coordinator from Detroit's not coming here. Who are we gonna hire now? I got it. Let's go and get the guy who blew a twenty-eight to three Super Bowl lead in the fourth quarter. Um, but then, when you look at the owner and look at how the Sixers have been since he's owned the Sixers, it's no surprise. Uh, quick thing on Jalen Hurts, and again, there's the story won't die about how he's perceived in the locker room. And honestly. I mean, he is who he is. I don't necessarily think that much has changed. It's just when he's playing well and the Eagles are winning, nobody cared what his his style was. I, I but I do feel he needs to be more of a vocal leader. Um, the Eagles have talked to him about it, so hopefully that is something. But it's again, it's a story that won't die, and just teams making up narratives like the whole AJ Brown thing and. The team, a team source had to go, and I forget the guy, the media guy he went to, and I don't think it was a Philly guy, uh, but he said, we are not trading A.J. Brown. We're not looking into it, or haven't looked into it, and haven't discussed it. You can print that. And it goes directly against what the afternoon show on WIP was saying and causing this drama, causing this speculation unnecessarily. There's enough to talk about in Philly sports. You don't need to make up stories. Like I've been doing this for over a year and a half. I haven't run out of ideas yet. And you're well, it's a bankrupt company now, so maybe that's part of it is they're running they are running. Uh, but speaking of WIP, Howard Eskin went on and ripped the morning show and <clears throat> I heard some clips of it. It got pretty heated. Uh, they basically calling them out for making up the, the AJ Brown trade rumor and pushing their narrative or their agenda. Uh, and then glossing over. And I, I, I kind of agree with this. Kelsey on the new Heights podcast had glowing, uh, support for Nick Sirianni, but nobody reports it because, oh, well, whatever. And Sirianni basically said, uh, the question everybody asked, like, why are we keeping him? And I'm th- directly, and I hopefully you are listening. Uh, I would love to do a guest spot on your and Hugh's show. But Joe Giglio, I'm calling you out because you are one of the the ringleaders of this whole anti-Siriani thing. And you always say, well, what does he do? What does he do? And Kelsey told everybody what he did, but nobody reports it because it doesn't fit, as Howard Eskin would say, it doesn't fit the agenda. Uh, but... Kelsey did say that he the things he does, he coaches up hard in meetings. So he does do his work behind the scenes. That's what you want from your head coach. And again, those people that were asking, like, what's your plan? I don't want him to tell us what his plan is. Part of the reason we're in this mess is because people figured out what the plan was in the first place. So now he needs to adjust it. He holds people accountable. 
uh, and his organizational leadership, which again, if you're head coach, you are like the CEO. Everybody ripped him for saying that, but that's what the head coach is. He's the CEO of the team. You want him to be organized. You want him to have good organizational leadership. And Kelsey said all of this is better than any coach he's ever been around. And he's been around Andy Reid. He's, and we know Andy was an organize, organized guy. Uh, <clears throat> then he was around Chip Kelly. Then Doug Peterson. So he's very qualified. But why not report this? And the only thing, and again, Eskin called him out. And it proves my point that the media is just looking for stories. And the fact that this is now the third or fourth day. Now I'm talking about it. I'm pissed off at myself for giving it this legs. But I think it needs to be addressed. You have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith calling out the media. You have Howard Eskin, who, yes, he kind of is employed by the Eagles, but works for WIP and is in the media calling you guys out. You have people ripping you on your Twitter poll. It's time to reevaluate WIP. Uh, I mean, like, why are you making yourself the story? Is it because the company is bankrupt and you're looking for anything you can get? And if so, I'm telling you right now, if you're looking to increase listenership and revenue, put me on. I'm telling you, put me on. People, like, this is what the people want. The people need this. Not making up stories about trade rumors and things like that. It's just dumb. Um, but again, it proves my point and it pisses me off that here I am agreeing with Howard Eskin, which is just absolutely insanity. Uh, but be sure to check out my boys over at the Clashing Conferences podcast. They're doing a great job, even through the playoffs. Uh, did a lot of talking and, and previewing for next year. So check them out anywhere you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. All right, today we're going to go back to 1968. And to be completely honest with you, I feel like I could do a this day in Wilt Chamberlain history and not run out of ideas. But the Sixers beat the Pistons on this day, 131 to 121. But as it usually was back then, the big story was Wilt. He recorded the first ever double triple double in NBA history. What is a double triple double? Well, a triple double is scoring double digits in three different categories. A double-triple-double is scoring 20 points in three different categories. On this night, Wilt had 22 points, 25 rebounds, and 21 assists. For the first time in the history of the league, this is what happened. It is so rare, in fact, it has only ever happened one other time, and that wasn't until 2019 when Russell Westbrook, who is the all-time leader in triple-doubles in his career, or in a career in NBA, had 20 points, 20 rebounds, 21 assists uh, in a game which I believe he was playing for the Rockets at that point. Uh, but that's just how rare it is. And that, the 67-68 Sixers, they were the defending champs. They won the division but lost in the Eastern Conference Finals four games to th- uh, three to the Celtics. Happened to be Wilts last year in Philly before he got traded to the Lakers. But he had one hell of a game scoring the first ever double-triple-double in NBA history. It sounds like something off the McDonald's value menu. Let me get a double-triple-double with cheese, um, which actually might sound like that may be a great burger now that I'm thinking about it. Again, fast food people out there, if you're listening, I am available for research and development. But give me a double-triple-double with cheese, as Wilt Chamberlain did on this day, scoring 22 points, 25 rebounds, and 21 assists in his last season with the Sixers. All right, question of the day today, and going to have a little bit of fun with this. It's Friday, it's Groundhog Day, and 
the first thing that I think of when I hear Groundhog Day is Merle Reese on fourth and one. Um, they give it to Smith and they stop it again. They stop him again. Uh, and he was like, it's Groundhog Day. So it got me thinking. That was one of the greatest and best moments in Philly sports history. One of my favorite all-time Eagles moments, uh, as well as Merle Reese calls. Groundhog Day, if you saw the movie, Bill Murray relives the same day over and over and over again until... It's been a while, but I think until he improves his life or or gets the point or something. Uh, But if you had to relive one moment in Philly sports history over and over and over again, which one would it be? I think Super Bowl 52 is the obvious answer. So that's the first one. Is it game five of the 2008 World Series? Is it game one of the 2001 NBA Finals or game five of the 2022 NLCS? Or is it something else? Let me know. 267-495-8531. Get you in on the voice and text line. Hit me up on the social media. But let's have some fun with this today. In honor of Groundhog Day, which Philly sports moment would you be? Would you want to relive day in, day out? Is it Super Bowl 52? Is it Game 5 of the 2008 World Series, Game 1 of the 2001 NBA Finals, or Game 5 of the 2022 NLCS? Or is it something I'm completely missing? Let me know. 267-495-8531. Let's have some fun, and hopefully we all see our shadows and spring is on the way. All right, today's Philly Sports Black History Spotlight. We're going to take a look at the career of Jolton Jeff Chandler. Uh, he was a boxer from South Philly. He was the lineal and WBA World Bantamweight Champion from November of 1980 to April of 1984. Four stood only five foot seven, but compiled a 33-2-2 career record with 18 knockouts. He ended his career. Uh, he lost the titles, and instead of continuing his career, he elected to have cataract surgery. Uh, rather than losing his eyesight and going blind. Uh, So his career was kind of cut short. But, I mean, to be honest, risking going blind versus continuing a boxing career where you're going to get hit in the head, probably a smart decision. However, he's one of the best to ever do it. International Boxing Hall of Fame inductee in 2000. He is a Philadelphia Sports Hall of Famer. Uh, Ring Magazine once called him the best fighter that nobody knows. Uh, and he is widely considered one of the top, and depending on which list you look at, I've seen him listed anywhere as the top 10 to a top 25 bantamweight of all time. But Jolton Jeff Chandler from South Philly is today's Philly Sports Black History Spotlight. Uh, lineal and WNBA, WNBA, lineal and WBA World Bantamweight Champ for just over or just under four years. Uh, 32 to or 33 two and two record, but a Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it, and probably someone you never heard of. So, shout out to you, Jolton Jeff Chandler. This is sort of my goal for the month is to get names out there of people. <clears throat> Obviously, some of them you're gonna have, have heard of, but get their story out there. But shout out to you, Jolton Jeff Chandler. Congratulations on being spotlighted on. Phillies in today's Philly Sports Black History Spotlight. And uh, again, I've watched some of his highlights. Uh, he was a bad dude for only being 5'7. Um, so if you can do yourself a favor, go check out some Jolton Jeff Chandler uh, highlights on YouTube. Uh, read about him and, and get more of his backstory. But great dude, great fighter from the city of Philadelphia. 
On this day, back in 1968, Will Chamberlain recorded the NBA's first ever double-triple-double. 22 points, 25 rebounds, 21 assists. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. Hit me up. That'd be a good Wendy's, actually. Throw some bacon on there, some jalapenos. Double-triple-double, three patties, two bun. Ah, okay. I mean, it's probably going to be 5,000 calories, but hey, whatever, man. You only live once. Be sure to check out the Clashing Conferences podcast wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. They're doing a good job over there. Don't let me know what you think about this whole WIP thing. Am I being too hard on them? Is it ridiculous? But uh, 267-495-8531. Let me know what you think then too about Philadelphia Sports Groundhog Day. Which moment would you want to live over and over and over again? Super Bowl 52, Game 5 of the 08 World Series, Game 1 of the 2001 NBA Finals, or Game 5 of the 2022 NLCS. Let me know on the voice and text line. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Buy the Girl Scout cookies. Hopefully we get some good news on Joe. Get the shoes at Philly Goat. Why not on Groundhog Day? Phil's going to not see a shadow. Spring's going to be around the corner. You're going to need shoes. So go to Philly Goat and use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off. It is Friday. Go have yourselves a day. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. And until next time... Don't drive angry.